all of these top pros, I would take them to beat any of the top PGA Tour professionals on the respective courses, even if they had like five or 10 practice rounds. I would take any of the top pros against the top PGA player. This week, we're joined by Jared, who is uh, head of operations at the World Putting League. Jared, how's it going? Good. Happy to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Dude, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I mean, I'm all about golf, all about sort of like different aspects of golf, whether it be, you know, professional tour, whether it be getting on an instructor uh, and obviously a fan of putting, obviously a fan of putt-putt. So I didn't realize, you know, the World Putting League was a thing until fairly recently when I was on Instagram and I started seeing your guys' content. Yeah. No, I'm glad. I mean, most people are happy with and familiar with following the PGA Tour. Obviously, there's some live, now they're combined. But another avenue for avid golf fans is to come check out professional putting and, and mini golf. For sure. So where do you typically host your events? I mean, are they all throughout the United States? Or do they generally fall in sort of like one region? Yeah, so we own and operate the World Putting League. And so the World Putting League is a professional mini golf tour. And we launched this year. And we had our first event in February, our second event in April, then we had an event in June. And then last week, July 13th, was our other event. Um, all the events have were live streamed. And also all the events are fully approved for wagering, for sports wagering. Right, and which is so, badass. I mean, that's crazy to think. Like, you know, spending, you know, betting on, on, on putt-putt. It's crazy to think, right? Yeah. So the... The tour has started in Myrtle Beach, and we're going across the country to different courses that are approved by the U.S. Pro Mini Golf Association. And we're starting Myrtle Beach. We have our next event in Tennessee, and then New Jersey after that. Okay. So who are these guys? Are they, like, avid? You know, I mean, as an outsider looking in, like, I've never been or and exposed to like professional mini golf and professional putt putt so like who are these guys man are they like ex pros are they uh do they just go to mini golf uh courses around the country or yes so, who are we dealing with here yeah not too many people are like one familiar with pro mini golf as a concept and professional sport and i'd say even less are familiar with the actual players of the professional mini golf tour but it's pretty remarkable to see who competes and how skilled they are. So the majority of our athletes are members of the U S pro mini golf association and have been competing in uh, events around the country for the last 20 years. Um, typically our professional athletes are on the older side. I would say average age is between like 45, 50, something around there. And these guys really have a passion for putting, passion for mini golf, passion really for competing. And they're extremely familiar with the different courses that they compete on. And one, they've been playing them for years on end. But two, if they if a tournament's held at a new course, they'll go for weeks and basically practice every single day because it's so important to get familiar with the course and basically have an idea for 
every single shot when you're on the course know exactly what to do. Right. So it's legit. So when you go to like the professional tour, there's all these practice rounds, right? So that's what those guys are doing. They're mapping out the course. They're getting the undulation. So it's the same thing in professional mini golf. Yeah. It's so a lot these of- guys are going in. It's not like they're just showing up on a Thursday to play in this tournament, right? I mean, these are legit like athletes, right? Couldn't be more correct. Also on the point about like the notes books and things like most of them, I mean, all of them have used a notepad or book. Uh, before most of them if they're familiar with the course they don't need it just because it's like implanted in their head but some of them still use it on a course they're not as familiar with but it's really interesting because they map out two different shots in terms of you have your tee box shot for all 18 holes where you're going to line it up what you're going to aim for but then on each of the holes there's often like that hidden slope since you can't really see it in the turf So to know which way each green breaks as you approach the hole is like super important. So they have basically notes for all all 18 holes on like different angles in each of the respective holes. Like I got to hit it this way because it's going to break this way. Things like that. It's it's crazy. So when you dive like into the culture itself, like where is the best mini golf course or like what is the most recognized course because like you think of golf right you think of augusta you think of cypress point you think of pine valley top three like what is the i guess uh sand or pine valley yeah pine valley of uh like the world putting league uh is there a marquee event yeah two two courses are pretty pretty respected in the world of professional mini golf one of them is the Hawaiian Rumble, which is host of the Masters every year, the Mini Golf Masters. And that is in Myrtle Beach. And all courses are obviously 18 holes, but all of them are par two. So that's one of the more difficult courses. And the, out to the average score for a top pro is still around like a 32, 31. So they're still shooting like four or five under par on that course and then there's also i saw i was looking at your leaderboard i saw a guy he had won i think you're in your most recent rent event he was like eight under yeah he shot eight under at at that course which like eight holes in one no three putts is absurd it's like so he had eight hole in ones yeah that's yeah holy crap to the score and no and also no three putts i mean most of these guys don't three putt or bogey so it's pretty, it's pretty common that they'll just two putt par. There's a couple like ace holes, like an ace hole in one, that are typically like this hole's like an ace hole. A lot more confident that there's like a good line to approach it. But some of them are like you just take your two and go because you don't want to like blow up on the hole. For sure. I can't imagine making, I guess like eight putts is really what it is because that's the thing. I mean – you're like, well, eight under. Yeah. So yeah, every hole is, one. is par two. Yeah. Cause I want to say I've, I've played, you know, some mini golf and there's like some par threes out there, probably no par fours, but, uh, to just make eight all in ones in one round casually is, it's just, uh, it's pretty amazing to yeah. think that, that they can do that. Right. Yeah. No, any of, any of them are really capable of putting up like insane scores and, not mm-hmm. only do they know the courses really well and they have so much experience, all of them are like really, really good putters. 
Right. Do they bring their own putters oh, to yeah, the of actual course, course all themselves? Of them have, yeah, okay. all of them have their own putters. They use a special type of ball that's specific for mini golf that's approved. Everyone uses the same ball. And but it's really it's really impressive stuff. All of these top pros, I would take them to beat any of the top PGA tour professionals on the respective courses, even if they had like five or ten practice rounds. I would take any of the top pros against the top PGA players. Really? That's that's Open a big invite. claim. That's a big claim. That's interesting. Yeah, open in that would be an interesting, uh, I guess, like marketing event for you guys is getting, you know, like Cameron Smith or, or some professional like on tour and live to uh, to play against your guys for sure. All right. So yeah. you have the Hawaiian. What was it? The Hawaiian Rumble? Yeah. Hawaiian Rumble in Myrtle Beach. Uh, the second one is called Mossy Creek Mini Golf. In Tennessee. Okay. Oh, is there anything like more notable on the West Coast? Because I'm in San Diego and uh, I'd like to try this out, man. <laughs> Um, I'm not too familiar. I mean, there's obviously tons of mini golf courses. I'm not sure which is like the top or premier one just off the top of my head, but there are definitely tons of mini golf courses out there in the West and it's pretty popular. Okay, for sure. All right. So kind of zooming out, looking more at history. How long has this kind of been a thing for? How long has this been around for? You had mentioned you would just kind of like signed mini golf, like within pro league network, right? That was a more recent occurrence. Yeah, so Pro League Network is the operating company for emerging sports leagues. And so we made a deal with the U.S. Pro Mini Golf Association. And the U.S. Pro Mini Golf Association has been running tournaments for 25 plus years. And they have a bunch of history and they have their league sorted. And so in tandem we launched the World Putting League. And so that is a league that Pro League Network manages and schedules the events, handles production, and really runs the events end-to-end. So we operate with the sanctioning of the U.S. Pro Mini Golf Association. So the World Putting League is recently launched this year with its first tournament in February, and we've run four events. Um, But the USPMJ has been around for 25, 25 years. So when you, you mentioned betting, and I know that's a big part of your guys' business model, right? So when you dial into specific bets on mini golf, you said it's live streamed. I mean, what uh, what kind of bets are live? Yeah, so there's the betting is a very fun aspect to it. And as a company, we primarily produce the sporting events for wagering, although there's obviously the entertainment factor, but we try to schedule them at times when the calendar for general sports isn't as competitive most of our all of our events really run weekday some during the day like at monday afternoon or things like that um but the betting aspect of mini golf is it's awesome because it's a very intuitive sport to understand especially for people that aren't as familiar with the complexities of wagering if they're confused like about all these different offerings so we try to keep it very simple very intuitive so for example it varies a little bit depending on the event format but our most recent event last week was a 1v1 it was actually the champion of the inaugural world putting league event versus the champion of world putting league number two and three and so we had like the match of the, he went back to back yeah the guy won back to back he's was that gary or joey that's joey grable 
one of Joey Grable, okay, world's yeah. best putters. He's really unbelievable. And so yeah, he won. He went back to back, and then we had Gary Hester, inaugural winner, versus Joey Grable, and they played in a head-to-head match. So some of the things you could bet on were obviously who's going to win the match, and then the some of the other things you could bet on were like total holes in one for their one round combined like how many Mm -hmm. holes in one are they going to get other things you could bet on are like for the next hole are both of them going to get a hole in one or will there only be one hole in one or will there be no holes in one so obviously Mm -hmm. that line changes based on how difficult the hole is but you could bet on both of them getting a hole in one like over one and a half holes in one meaning both of them will get one right things like that and then also something that's really awesome is Bet365, uh, a sports books that a sports book that we work with, uh, offered live betting throughout the match. So hmm. on Bet365, throughout the round, the odds would change after every shot, and you could bet on who you think was going to win after every shot. The lines would be updated. Right. All right. So before we get into this, like from a terminology standpoint, as a guy who's in the sports, uh, I don't know. It, should I call it gambling or wagering or betting? Like all three are okay, honestly. So gambling is like an okay term to use. Yeah. It's not like okay. So from a gambling perspective, like when you look at it, how are you able to like assess these lines in mini golf? Like on the is it based on like the handicap of the hole itself? Because you'd mentioned like these lines are kind of adjusting as the tournament is going on, right? Yeah, well, well, that's just specifically for like the the live betting market. Everything pre pre match where you can bet on before the event start is predetermined, and obviously that's a factor of like their previous round scores, course fit, weather, like everything. Okay, so weather is like taken into account in. Yeah, weather actually matters a lot for holes in one. Um, It's very interesting. Uh, The carpet, the AstroTurf that they play on, varies a lot if it's rainy. Like if it's rainy, the carpet becomes much slower. So some of the holes, it's much more difficult to get the pace all the way there for a hole in one. Sometimes when it's been sunny for three straight days, the carpet, the green plays way faster. So it's easier to get holes in one. Sometimes if they play at night, it's like dark out, depending on the weather as well. It all it's all changes. So there's different. This is all fascinating stuff yeah, so to me, man, diff- because it's things that I've never thought about in my entire life until I reached out to you on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So there's right? different like the speed of like a, a mini golf course uh, at green is something that I've never thought of in my entire life. Yeah, it, it varies a lot. So there's different shots you play yeah. based on the weather, all things like that. It's crazy. Mm hmm. That's interesting. So like when you think about uh, like an emerging market such as, you know, mini golf from a and again, like I'm not in the industry. So like, is there a terminology for like money that flows through like a betting cycle or like a game? Is there a term for that? Uh, like in golf, there's a purse. The purse is like what everyone's playing for. Oh, you mean like oh, I thought okay. first, second, yeah, third. Well, the, like the volume, almost of like transaction volume. You're a finance guy. Like the transaction volume that's taking place, right? So there's throughout the games, like two different two different things. So the purse kind of you mentioned is like what the athletes are paying are playing for. So 
all of our athletes are compensated. They're on salary for like to, to play at an event. And they also compete for prize money for purses. The purse is dependent on the tournament format, but there's compensation for that and that. And then there's another thing where you were kind of mentioning with like flow of transactions. And that's just like how much money is bet on the event, which could be called like handle. So the handle, can we discuss handle or is that like proprietary? Like, are you able to say like a number of just curious, like as an outsider looking in, like what is an average handle for like a mini golf event versus like, uh, you know, another emerging sport? Yeah. So that's something that we can't discuss just yet, but the, I mean, the goal is obviously to increase handle, increase awareness, increase viewership and have more people watching and following along with the world putting league. Okay, just want to see how much we could get away with on the pod. Just want to see how much we get away with. So, like, bringing it back to purse, then, like, can we discuss purse? Yeah. Like, so, what these guys are like overall playing for? Yeah, our past few events, the winner's gotten five thousand dollars. Nice. Yeah, and, and it's just one round. So the format has varied in our in our events. So something that we did was. Uh, we had 36 players, and there was a cut line after they played one round. The bottom 12 got cut, so top 24 make it to the next round. And then bottom 12 get cut again, so top 12 make it. And then bottom six get cut, top six make it to one final round. Yeah, everything's everything's in everything takes place in one day. So that's a solid little day, like 5K, you know? I mean, that's a pretty nice yeah, little come every, up for yeah, sure. Yeah, everything's one one day. It's a if you can win it all and you're a top top putter, it's not not terrible. Yeah, for sure, man. So like when you kind of zoom out and look at uh, Pro League Network, like where does um, like the putting league fall within sort of your portfolio of of sports? Is it super popular? Is it one of like you know? Is it in the middle? Is it is it below? Um, like when you look at overall kind of like viewership and and uh, I guess handle. One thing that's great about the World Putting League and especially within our sports portfolio, it's the furthest along in terms of the sports wagering process for new sports and across how it works in America is you have to get each sport legalized in every single state. So it's not just like now mini golf is approved for betting in all the states it's legal. You actually have to go state by state and work through getting it approved in each state so the world putting league is now approved in 10 different states in the u.s so looking at that aspect of it we've run the most events for world putting league and we've also have it on the most amount of sports books and the most amount of states so by that metric and thinking about it that way it's our most furthest along sport so it's at the uh, top of our priority Right. So how, how does that take place? Do you go to like their professional organizations in each state and like submit a proposal basically saying, you know, like we want to legalize this or, or like what is the operational standpoint? How does that look like? How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, there's different state gaming commissions and work with different gaming commissions for that purpose. OK, and they're they're full aware, like we're well aware that like pretty much everything is everything is a go like you can submit any proposal for like really any sport because like when you guys when you look at your portfolio of sports i mean i saw you had strongman i saw you had 
uh, paintball. I saw you had like a few other sports as well. I saw what was it uh, like some sort of martial art, right? Yeah, karjitsu. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of you have to also have there's like certain things that the sport has to meet the requirements of. And that's sort of what I was mentioning with like the history and data supporting the mini golf. So that's something that is a necessity if you're pursuing a sport to get legalized. Yeah, that's interesting. This is things that things I've never thought of. Cause like when I think about myself as like a gambler, I love to gamble on the golf course. Like I'll just bet on myself with handicaps. And then I don't know if you call stocks, gambling or investing depending on your portfolio right like the safer stocks but uh as far as like sports betting go i'm i'm not the biggest uh sports better you know what i mean but like kind of looking back and since i got introduced to you whatever last weekend i've looked into the industry itself and like i'm pretty amazed by how big it is i mean i saw some numbers that were like it's on like this kager compound annual growth rate of like around 10 percent each year and like the overall industry itself is valued at like around a hundred. I saw 127. I want to say how I saw 167 billion dollars of just revenue, right? In sports betting, I mean, it blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, those numbers are always difficult to look at because it varies based on like what you factor into like revenue for the sports betting industry, and there's all different things that that could encapsulate whether it's like people staying at resorts and hotels that have sports books in them and like media coverage of different things like that so it's difficult to look at but definitely like sports betting in the u.s has become more popular and we view that there's an opportunity for some of these emerging sports that don't have as much visibility to schedule them at times when there isn't as much going on and building an audience and really connecting with the average sports fan. For sure. I mean, guys will bet on pretty much anything, right? So it's like, all right, we got to give them an opportunity to do that. Um, I think that's really interesting. So like, what are some sort of themes and narratives you're seeing? I mean, we had mentioned emerging sports, right? Emerging leagues, but what are some other things you're seeing like, take place within the industry that you think are necessary for like the overall growth to continue is it legalization in every state because i'm in california and like i'm pretty sure it's like illegal to sports bet here is that is that right i don't don't even know yeah in california it is illegal right now but i mean it's it's legal in quite a few quite a few states um it's about Mm -hmm. 28 right now and Mm -hmm. so it's pretty yeah it's legal across the u.s Right. Okay. No, that's interesting. All right. So then what about like micro betting? Is micro betting like something that you see kind of taking place moving forward? Like live? I mean, you said you're doing that in the world putting league, but has that been like a pretty big attraction for people? Yeah. Micro betting is definitely something that's very interesting to, um, to world putting league. Um, Mm -hmm. mainly because it's those like moments where they're approaching the next hole and you really want to, this guy's riding hot. Joey Grable's hit the last few holes in one. I think he's going to make a hole in one on this hole. I'm able to bet in that moment for him to get a hole in one. Mm-hmm. So it really breaks down the event into specific wagerable moments that are easier for the fan to connect and grasp 
and like sort of ground themselves within the event that this is what I'm watching approaching the next hole. I want to take this. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting. And like from a viewership standpoint too, it keeps you really engaged. Right? Yeah, definitely. Like you're really like watching the actual sport and like you have, you care about what's kind of going on and taking place. Yeah, definitely. And so that's why, so for our next event, which is going to be a four day series, we're doing Joey Grable versus like the world or versus like the other top putters. So from August 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, we are having Joey Grable every night of the week, 7 p.m. Eastern, play against one other player. Hmm. So just taking him down. Dude, I'd love to have Joey on the pod. Can we can we make that happen? Can you connect me with Joey? Yeah, we can maybe we maybe set something up. Maybe <laughs> awesome, after man. maybe after the event, after he takes everyone down. Yeah, that'd be badass. You call it, I'll bet on it. Should I put my money on him or what? No, you can't give advice, right? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's a difficult Yeah, definitely can't, but it's gonna be an interesting matchup. We'll see how he does. He's been riding really hot been playing really well that's what it's about it's keeping that momentum all right so well you know we're hitting that 30 minute mark just wanted to kind of get your clothing thoughts on like the overall industry itself uh and like pro league network and kind of where you see yourself going in the next few years yeah so i think we're gonna try to continue to produce high quality engaging content for the average sports fan and for the casual better So to continue to look for opportunities and sports leagues that we think are engaging and we think have opportunities within the more global sports ecosystem and that are fun to watch, engaging and, you know, easy to flip on and think, oh, I'd bet I'd bet on that or easy to break down different moments within the the format and the sport itself that are conducive to wagering. Okay. And it's all just like to give people an idea. I mean, at the end of the day, like where can people go and and watch uh, these events? Is it all on your website? Yeah. So is it on Twitch? Is it on YouTube? Like mechanic, like where can people go and find you? Yeah. So I think that's important. You can follow along on the worldputtingleague.com. That's where we stream our events and we'll be streaming to YouTube as well. We have some event uh, recaps and stuff, but We'll be streaming through the world. We stream everything through the worldputtingleague.com. And I mean, on Instagram and Twitter, it's the World Putting League. We post a lot of good content of, of our players. Yeah, I mean, just so you know, that's how I found you, you know? Yeah. Just so you guys know. I think that's important to know. I mean, yeah. my algorithm is pretty golf skewed. But still, I mean, you're hitting all sort of aspects of, of the golf algorithm. But sorry to interrupt. There. No, no, no. All good. No, I'm glad you were able to find us all. And I think that's what's like important is like it's it's unique content and not Mm -hmm. as many people are talking about pro mini golf. And so hopefully the tide shifts our way. For sure. For sure, man. All right. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on. Best of luck. Thank you. Yeah. Tune in and uh, hopefully it's a great event. One thing we did miss is like from a like a mechanical like where would someone go and place these bets? Is it on your website? Is there a mobile app? Like what is the best way to actually bet? We work with different sportsbook partners. Some of the places you could bet are on DraftKings, Betfred, Bet365, and Betway are all different legal US sportsbooks who carry the World Putting League.
Okay, gotcha. That's interesting. Real fast, like, do you see like betting like this getting integrated in like live TV at some day, like at yeah, some definitely. point? You know, with your remote, like, where do you see the future of that kind of going? Yeah, so. I want to say I saw some sort of like, uh, what was it? Was it Fubo TV? They started offering a service where you could live bet sports on yeah, your there's TV like a, versus there's a way your phone. To, there's a way to, um, to basically uh, like on our stream, there's a side panel with different wagers that you can like click and you don't have to leave the interface. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important because it keeps the, the guests locked in, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Jared. All right, guys. In the spirit of this past interview and the week and tournament that's about to take place with the Open here starting actually today, I wanted to do something a little different. Uh, every time there's a major, I participate in an event with some buddies, you know, it's all, it's all legal, right? It's all amongst friends. But, uh, at the end of the day, it's like a tiered basically pool for each major. So there's six tiers and each tier is essentially broken out by Vegas odds, right? So it's determined by Vegas odds. It's not necessarily based on world ranking points recently switched because of live and, um, that whole situation with official world ranking points not getting awarded to those guys. So I wanted to just share my picks in, a, in an effort and uh, just feeling inspired from this past interview. So like I said, going to kind of walk through some picks with you here. Tiers one through six, again, all based on Vegas odds. Um, really excited. You know, anytime there's a major, it's always exciting. And I mean, it starts at like 2 a.m. So in a couple hours here. Um, so wanting to give you my picks. All right. First pick of the day, baby. It's not going to be a shocker to you guys or to Vegas, but I'm going Rory. Why Rory? Well, Rory's on an absolute here. He just won the Scottish hits it. Awesome. Hits the shit out of it. Puts it well, uh, no real surprise there, but I, I just think Rory's going to have a good week. And in order to, you know, win this pool with my buddies, I don't necessarily have to have Rory to win, right? I just need him to perform well. And I think he's on a good trajectory. I think he's going to have a great week. He may not win, but I think he's definitely going to play well. I was thinking about picking Scotty because Scotty's a lock for just generally great finishes. Um, I want to say he's like 12 top 10 finishes in the last 20 events or something like that. I don't know. They say most of the statistics are made up on the spot anyways. Uh, I'm passing on Ricky in tier one, passing on Brooks, passing on Xander, Terrell Hatton, a lot of great names, Cameron Smith, John Ron, passing on all these guys really just because I think momentum's huge in golf and Rory has it. So Rory's my lock for tier one. Tier two, going with Colin Morikawa. Why am I going with Colin Morikawa? Well, I have a close buddy who told me to pick Colin Morikawa, and this is a the same buddy that picked Wyndham Clark to win. And he said, Colin's a lock. Colin uh, would be a great pick. So, I mean, you look at this tier two ca- category, it's Patrick Cantley, Colin Morikawa, Shane Lowry, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, 
Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, Tom Kim, Max Homa, Wyndham Clark, Tony Finau. I'm going with Colin purely based on my appreciation for my buddy, who I will not be named. Um, but again, he's the guy that picked Wyndham Clark to win the U.S. Open, and he was right. And he told me to pick Colin Morikawa, so I'm picking Colin Morikawa for Tier 2. I don't know really if Colin Morikawa has honestly been playing that well as of late, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Tier three going Minwoo Lee. He's like one of my one of my favorite players. He he smashes it, man. He's awesome to watch. He's a young guy, hits the shit out of it. Um, but it's just an awesome player. Seems like a cool guy as well. Ranked forty seventh in the world. Sponsored by JRE. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that brand, but uh, it looks pretty cool. So I'm going Minwoo Lee for spot three. Tier four. <laughs> my buddy who gave me the the pick. Uh, or who recommended I uh, I pick Colin, also recommended Denny McCarthy. He was super bullish on Denny McCarthy. I don't think I could pick Denny McCarthy out of a lineup. You know, if you were to line up 40 PGA Tour guys, I don't know if I could pick Denny McCarthy out. I don't know if you could either, but I'm picking him for Tier 4. Looking in Tier 4, there's... Hideki Matsuyama, Jason Day, Corey Connors, Sung J.M., Keegan Bradley, Ryan Fox. I was going to pick Ryan Fox because I wanted to spread out and give the little bit of European love in this. Um, because looking at the rest of the picks, I guess outside of Rory, I didn't. Plus, I really like Ryan Fox action. But we're going Denny McCarthy for Tier 4. Tier 5, this is where I'm, I'm kind of stuck here. Uh, I didn't really know where to go with this. Um, I like Sahith just because he's a cool guy. That's the thing. It's like all these are, it's not really been on uh, or based on much science or, or odds, I guess. Uh, it's just more of on a feel thing. <laughs> so I'm going with Joaquin Neiman because I haven't picked a live guy. Uh, like Joaquin's action, going to go with Joaquin, hits it well, hits it good. Um, we'll see how that plays out. And then my sixth tier is Phil. I was going to pick DJ Khaled. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going with Phil um, for tier six to round it out. So we'll see how this goes. I mean, exciting times. We have the open right here. Always look forward to to these events. Um, but those are my picks. Just kind of summarizing it for you. Rory, Colin, Minwoo Lee, Danny McCarthy, Joaquin Neiman, and Phil. Um We'll see how this goes, and I don't know. Let me let me know what you guys think. You can actually comment on the bottom of these uh, of these Spotify episodes. As you guys know, I always try to push Spotify, but do me a favor and give me five stars. Check this out. Share it with your friends. Hope you guys enjoy. Hope you have a great week. Hope you have a great open, and I look forward to watching a lot of golf this weekend. All right, cheers, peace.